Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Welcome to the Cambridge Islamic College podcast. It has been narrated in Sahih Muslim that the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam said, Whenever some people gather in one of Allah's houses to recite the Book of Allah and study it among themselves, then calmness descends upon them. The angels surround them, mercy covers them, and Allah mentions them to those who are with Him. And some of the most recited verses of the Holy Quran are from the last chapter. These verses are some of the first to be taught to children and new Muslims as well as recited regularly in congregation. So what better way for us to launch Cambridge Islamic College's podcast channel than with Sheikh Muhammad Akram Nadwi's Tafsir of Juzamma. It is often said that Tafsir requires knowledge and understanding of all of the Islamic sciences and not just knowledge of the Arabic language. Sheikh Akram expertly deciphers the intricacies of these surahs and in his unique and in Imitable manner makes them relatable. So, without further ado, let's begin this journey. Kaudu billahi min ash-shaytan rajim. Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. Ida al-samaa unfatarat, wa ida al-kawaqib untatarat, wa ida al-bihar fujrat, wa ida al-qubur bu'athirat. Alimat nafsuma qadmat wa akharat. So now this is Surah Al-Fatar. This Surah is very similar to the previous Surah. In both of them. Quran has described the Qiyamah, the day of judgment, how it will happen and how this system of the world will be broken and how the new world will be set by Allah So it's very similar in, in, in that thing. The only difference in the first one actually is a little longer and this one is shorter surah. Another difference is that in previous surah, the whole argument is based on the Quran. That how the Quran is true, word of Allah has been sent through, through Angel Jibreel to the Prophet Muhammad So no shaitan, no devil, nobody can corrupt the Quran. So the whole argument is based on the truth of the Quran itself. In this surah, the argument is based not on the Quran, it is based on the creation of Allah. That how Allah created the mankind, how he made him. So if you look at the creation of Allah, it makes very clear that there must be a day of judgment. The way he created everybody and the way he made the world, it makes very clear that one day he is going to question the people. So here the argument is based on the creation of God and that how just how he is just to justice must be coming. Another difference is in this surah, Quran is making clear uh, the uh, the righteous people and the wicked people, those who are not righteous. Because in the surah Abasa, it has been made very clear that there are certain faces which are shining and some faces they, they are dark. Now the Quran makes very clear who are these people, who are the people whose faces are shining and who are the people whose faces are not shining and they are dark and gloomy. And then in next surah after that, that thing is mentioned in more and more clear way that who are the righteous people and who are not righteous people. Righteous people is very important thing to know because the, the verse in the, in the surah is in al-abrara lafi na'im. Those who abrar, and I will mention what abrar means, but simple meaning those who are obedient to their Lord and they follow his commands and they do all the good deeds the prayer, the fasting, the zakat, the hajj, the charity and the truth and honesty and helping the people, those people have doing all these things, they will be in paradise. They will be in the favor of Allah You can see in the Quran everywhere, whenever Quran mentions Allah's reward and the paradise, Quran always connects the paradise with iman, with right belief and right action. You never can find the reward in the Quran is connected 
with the belonging. Quran never says anybody who belongs to this community, they are salvated. Anybody who claims that they are Jews or Christian or they are Muslims, they are saved. Quran says no. The Muslims, the Jews and the Christians, they need to believe and they need to act. To understand that this reference, Quran, you know, this surah and also everywhere else in the Quran, salvation is never connected, never depending on the belonging. Salvation always connected with the belief. Belief means in the heart. People believe in something and then they move and act. What a simple thing is, for example, somewhere you read that if you use honey, it is good for your health. You read it and you believe in that. And then you use honey, then you go to benefit your in, for, in, for the health. That's what Iman and Amal is. That you read, you believe, and then you acted upon that. But other ways, that you belong to the community who say honey is good. So I am with the honey party. And some people say, no, I am not with the honey party. And then two parties are there fighting and arguing each other. Nobody uses honey. Nobody knows, knows what honey means. And what are the, the two groups of the honey. So this group, whether you really die for the honey, honey is not going to benefit you. You, know, you have to use honey. You have to believe in that. Now actually Muslim community has become like these people. That we support Pakistan cricket team and you support Indian cricket team. And both are fighting. I don't play, you don't play. Cricket only can help the people who play. So it's basically physically health for you. I don't go, go to play, you don't go to play. Just fighting and arguing that we belong to this one and you belong to this one. Whenever there are two teams, always people make their belonging to one of the group. This is not Iman. This is not Islam. Islam, Allah subhanahu never, never promised any success for the people who claim belonging. Now when people say Deobandi and Barelvi, you just think it is, it is belonging. Nothing to do with Iman Islam. Just belonging. And that you can see really. That Barelvi means that who, those people who can come on Miradul Nabi in a big procession, celebrate the you know, birth of the Prophet. But if you ask any Barelvi scholar, is it this more important than the prayer? They will say, no, the prayer is more important. But they don't care whether you pray or don't pray. If you come to the Eid Miladul Nabi, you are Barelvi. You know, Deobandi people, they have certain things. If you do this, those things, you are Deobandi. Whether you are good prayer or not prayer, doesn't matter, you are Deobandi. So there are people who are Salafi. So the few questions, if you ask them, they will ask where Allah is, and you answer nicely, Allah is you know, somewhere higher, or whether Allah has hand or not, few questions, you answer them properly, now you are Salafi. And some people are pure Salafi, some are less pure Salafi, but like, this is nothing to be Iman Islam, this is just belonging. You belong to a certain group, you are not belong to Allah and His family, you are not belong to, to, to a messenger and, and His followers. Abarar basically means people who use honey, believe that honey is good and they use honey. Then honey can benefit them. But those people who, who, who belong to the honey party, they are not going to salvate it. We people think really Islam is a party and Kufr is a party. We belong to the part of Islam, so we are salvated. Nothing like that. It is not that you vote for Muslim party or you vote in Egypt for Muslim brotherhood, so you are salvated. Nothing like that. It is not belonging. Religion is not based on belonging. This is very clear. It, it happens only when Iman became Aqeedah. But otherwise, in Islam is always Iman and Amal. Belief in Allah and then surrender, submission to His commands. When Quran promises any salvation, it always depends on these two things. So you know, you believe that there is no way but to worship Allah Then you worship Him. You know there is no way but to obey the Prophet Then you obey Him. Then follow his sunnah, as much as you can do. Then it is Iman Islam. But if you only belong to the Prophet Muhammad, and if somebody writes a book against him, then you come to protest 
and you are being killed, it's not Iman Islam. You know, his life should matter to you. You should follow his sunnah. You know, you should use honey. Then honey can be beneficial. If you don't use honey, only belong to the honey party, it is not going to help you. So this is really very most of us, we have made our religion in these simple things. And we think this is how we get paradise. Some people think really, you know, if you do buy a, put hand in the hand of some sheikh, you are salvated. You know, even that sheikh, we don't know what will happen to him. By doing bayah with the hand, hand of a sheikh and shaking hand with someone, no salvation is there. Nothing is like that. Allah never promised, his messenger never promised that you put your hand in somebody's hand and you are going to be salvated. Nothing like that. Some people think if you do tasbih after every prayer loudly, then you belong to Nakshbandi Guru. And Nakshbandi Guru, they are most right people, you are salvated. Nothing like that. Whether you do dhikr loudly or you do secretly, nothing going to help you unless you believe and unless you follow Allah and his messenger's command very clearly. These things are not belonging. Similarly, some people think if you visit this shrine or that shrine, if you go to Ajmer Sharif in India or you know, this uh, uh, Darbar in Pakistan, in, in Lahore, you, you know, the big uh, uh, Sheikh Shkhaja, Hujwari Rahmatullah, if you go there, I don't know what they say, say the place, but anyway, if you go there or this place, then you're like in Egypt, there are so many places. If you Egypt, visit them, you are salvated. Nothing like that. Whether you go to those places and you don't go, nothing is going to help. Islam is not belonging to that group. You see, similarly, some people think if you do some celebrations, like Eid Miladun Nabi, or that celebration, or this celebration, or on the 14th of Shaban, like you know, people think really, you know, come nice clothes and new clothes, come to the mosque and you know, wake up all the night and then that is the night when all your things are written for the whole year. And actually, I don't know how it has come more, more spread among the Bengali community. They, they think really, all the restaurant people, they think on the 14th night you come to the mosque, then your restaurants will you know, prosper and all the money will come in. Like Hindu people, they have Diwali, so that they think really, that night help them. You know, the Islam is not like that, that you wake, wake up in the night and then suddenly everything changes. It is the slavery of your Lord for whole life. It is slavery of your Lord for whole life. It is Iman Islam, it is not a certain night. You get this and then everything, all, all your problems are solved. Similarly, some people think that, you know, you come to the stage, you know, pray, you know, some poems in Urdu and Arabic language in the praise of Allah and His Messenger, Qasida Burda and this Qasida and that Qasida and it makes you your problem solved. Qasida Burda or any Qasida, they are not going to solve your problem. They are not your salvation. Understand this thing properly. This religion is not so simple as people think. It is not enough, any poetry or any praise of Allah or His Messenger or you know, anything like that which is going to solve the people. This religion is not so simple as people think. Similarly, some people think, you know, if you make a nice mosque, big mosque, very glorious and this and that, and then you are done, done something for Allah. Not like that. It's not the building the mosque. It is the prayer in the mosque. Whether your mosque is most humble one or whether you have most glorious mosque, it doesn't matter. What matters is how you're going to use that mosque. Quran says, You know, Arabs used to say that we are the people who look after the Haram mosque. You know, we do everything. We look after the you know, pilgrims. We give them water. And you people only pray. So Quran said, do you think that building the mosque of Haram, you know, the mosque of Haram is the most important mosque. Even that Quran said, do you think building the mosque of Haram and giving water to the pilgrims is equal to Iman and prayer? 
Do you think like that? Iman prayer is important. What Quran, what people is believe, even if you don't have mosque, building the mosque is not obligatory on the believer. But prayer and, 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 and Iman properly, that was obligatory. And actually, in, in our time, you can see there's so much confusion going on. Everywhere you can see when two groups fight, they make two different mosques. Most the money that is spent in the building, that is not going to make near to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala understand. Sometime really, that money which is spent in the mosque, if people had spent that money to help a widow, an orphan, and to arrange the marriage of those women who are not married, and to help poor people, needy people elsewhere, and to help new Muslims, there are many new Muslims, many women, they, they become Muslims. Now their family don't look after them. Muslims have no shelter, no, no, don't help them, they're left alone. They don't have a house, they don't have anybody to look after them. If you don't build the mosque and help those women, you will get certainly more reward. Most money that is spent in, in, the, in building the mosque, that has no reward. And then competition. Then people spend too much money on the mosque, and that's not allowed. Scholars used to say, you need really a mosque where you can pray. But in unnecessarily spending, in unnecessarily making them, you know, competing in that building, that Allah SWT never has allowed. Understand that these are not the religion. They are showing off the religion. It's not religion. Religion is Iman and the prayer, Salat. Religion is Iman and Islam. Religion is a bir, obedience to your Lord properly. Then you get paradise. But all those things that people have made up, you know, considerably, we Muslims have made Islam as the religion of Muslim people. Like Christianity is the religion of Christian people, Judaism is the religion of the Jewish people, and Hinduism is the religion of Hindus, so we Muslims also have got Islam. It is really a big misunderstanding. Islam is not my religion, it is not your religion. Islam is the religion of Allah for all mankind. Whether Muslims or non-Muslims, everybody has to obey Allah and His Messenger properly. If they don't do, belonging to Islam is not going to benefit them. It is not a religion of the belonging, it is actually a religion of believing and doing. That why the Quran says, Inna al-Abarar. So this we have to get. This thing that you do nothing and just you know, making your, your relation, can, you know, something, it can save you, it is not going to help. Like you know, we have got in our time, one of the degrees is, you don't study anything. You are you know, king of you know, a country, like you know, Borneo for example, you come to Cambridge, Oxford, and they give you a degree degree of, uh, uh, honorary degree of doctorate. Is it going to make you learned? Is this degree going to make anything, going to help you? Is this actually how our Islam, our Islam has, I remember actually there was a story uh, in 1956 or something like 1956 or 1957, one of the Prime Minister of, of Russia, Khrushchev uh, or someone, one of the Prime Minister of Russia, he came to India in 1956-57. When he came there, the Indian people wanted to have good relation with Russia. So the University of Delhi, they decided to give him honorary degree of doctorate. So the news was told to him that, you know, you are going to get degree. And somebody else from India getting a degree for, you know, honorary degree from Oxford or Cambridge or from Russia, they would have been so happy. When this Prime Minister of Russia was conveyed this message that you are going to get a degree, you know, this honorary degree, what he said? He said, in Russia, we have to work for it. In Russia, we have to work for it. To get a degree, you need to work. You need to study. By India, you get free you get an honorary degree. Now it is fashion everywhere else in the world, that's how people get. For Islam, you need to work. This religion is a religion of people who need to work. Religion of the people who want to make their mind, their hearts, and their body slaves of Allah Taala. You have to worship Him with the mind, worship Him with your heart, and worship Him with your words, and with your body. 
then you can get paradise. Still you are in danger, but then you can. You have to do full slavery. This religion is not that you claim with your mouth that I am slave of Allah and then do whatever like. This is not the religion. This is a full slavery of Allah. It is not belonging. It is really deep in your heart and then every action of your, your body proves that you are a proper believer. Then you get paradise. Is it clear? In this surah, everywhere else in the Quran, when the Quran promises paradise, it promises paradise for the believers who have got Iman and Islam both. But those believers who only belong to a certain community, there is no single promise for them in the Quran. Quran never promised. You can find for the promise in the book of, book of Aqidah. Book of Aqidah can discuss this, but Quran does not discuss that. The Prophet does not discuss that. He makes very clear that Iman Islam, they mean doing something. Then, you know, you have to work for it. For paradise, you need to work it. Quran said, do you think that you intend paradise and you have not, you know, the, the, those examples have not come to you when people used to suffer? Quran says, Inna Allah hashtara minal mu'mineen anafusahum wa amwalahum bi anna lahum jannah. Allah has bought from the believers their lives and their properties for paradise. And we think we can get paradise without any sacrifice of the life or the property. But Quran says you need to sacrifice. Quran says, Those people who make effort in our path, we must guide them. We think we are guided already anyway without any effort. We are born as guided. There is nobody born as guided. Understand this properly. There is no, nothing like that in the category of Allah. There is nobody born as guided. You need to believe and you need to have submission. You need to work for it. You have to work for, as, as the Russian Prime Minister said, you have to work for, for the degree. Similarly, for Islam, you have to work for it. It is not given like that. To understand this properly, it is very bad to Jewish way to think we are Muslims, so one day we are salvated. That's how Jews used to say. That once you are Jew, then in one day you will be salvated. Don't believe something like that. It is really Iman and Islam. You have to believe and then you have to surrender to your Lord. It is not easy. Basically, simple thing is Islam is not the religion of the people who want to live in the peace. Quran says it not happen. Quran says, "Wala nabluwa nakum bishayi mil khawfi wal juwi wa naqsi mil amwal wa anfusi wa thamarat." You know, we must test you in this life. Sometimes hunger will come. Sometimes your property will suffer. Sometimes your lives will suffer. Then, if you are patient and you remain firm, then we can give paradise. But you need, suffering will come. Test will come. Problems will come. Quran, Allah SWT said, He has created you to test you. And you will think really, there is no test. Just we are born in the Muslim family, to we are salvated. It is not like, Quran never promised. In the Quran, the whole promise connected with the testing, with the Iman and Islam. That is the main message of this surah and the next surah after that. If people are abrar, then they are saved. If they are not abrar, then no promise for them in the Quran. So the Quran now again actually surah is starting with the striking things because that really, you know, you see really how much Quran, you know, makes effort to explain the day of Qiyamah. But still nothing happened to us. You know, people will say that why Quran keeps repeating? It keeps repeating because Allah knows the people. But still we don't take lesson. Quran is warning us against that day. But still that day is not so important in our heart. Every problem of this life is very important. In India, when a daughter is born, from that actually people say, if you go to India, ask people, those who are Indians, ask them, the day a daughter is born in the house, from that day, they start making arrangement for her wedding. Because the wedding of the girl is so expensive in India, 
you have to basically work all life eh, to get them married. You have to give so much gift, so much dowry, this and that. So some families, they work all life only to marry their daughters. It's coming from Hindu tradition. But you know, that, that how, how the people work the whole life, then you know, they get married. You know, Quran actually mentioning all these problems, this is problem, but nobody is moved. In the problem of the marrying a daughter is so important that people spend all their life, all their money to get married. So there are many problems in the life, you know, similarly, for example, in this country, where many people actually, they spend, so, and also from other countries, they spend so much money, so much resources, for, you know, for the education of their children. Because it is a real problem. If they don't study, it is a problem. But the real problem of the mankind, the day hereafter, Quran keeps reminding, keeps reminding, still it is not the main problem in our mind. Still it is somewhere far away. It is not the main thing. Something, you know, we think really once we become old, maybe we do something. Something like that. There's nothing like it is not really for old people. It is for every single person. They must correct the direction of their life. So Quran is saying, "Ita sama'un fatarat." So again, you see, in this surah, the Quran mentioned four things. In the previous surah, there are twelve things. Now it is only four things. Two things they belong to the higher world, and two things they belong to the lower world, to this earth. So these four, these four things, they no doubt really. They contain all the major aspects of this universe. Again, emphasis is the universe will change. The order of the world will change. The world no more remain at the same. What we have, you know, accustomed to see every day, it will not happen. You see the sky. Time will come when the sky will be no more there. We have been seeing the oceans and the sea so huge, so big. When you go and see the glory of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, time will come when there no sea. Sea, sea has crossed all the boundaries. You see the earth, it is like that. Everything you can hide inside the earth. Time will come when the earth will, you know, take everything out. All the, the, everything that is buried in the earth, it will be out. Millions of people, billions of people since Adam until the last day are going to be buried in the earth. Time will come when it will take out everybody. Everything will be out. Earth will not. No more earth will be secret place. It always buries the people. Time will come, it never can accept any more burial. It is going to take out everything. You see how that is? You, now you can go and dig earth and you can bury something. But the time will come with the same earth which will take out everything. Now no burial, it, all the things out. The universe will change completely. That is the Quran wants to emphasize here. When the sky will broken apart. In the previous surah it started at the Shams Kuvarat. You know, the striking thing of the sun. Now the whole sky, you know, the Saman Fatat. Next surah will come, the Saman Shakat. You know, in, what in Fatar and Shakuq is? In Shakak basically means when anything ripped, to anything basically, you know, when, uh, you know, things are not properly any in Shakak. But in Fatar means when they're broken, the system actually is not working, you know, things are gone for in no order. In Shakak can happen. Like for example, if you, know, you make waves in the sky, that is shakak. But when things are broken in pieces and then nothing actually connect anything, that is fatah. The whole system is broken. The order is gone basically. There is no order. So the Quran is saying, when the sky is broken apart, when the whole system is gone, finished, nothing is And this actually has come, you know, one of our, of our Quran says, the whole sky will be open. It will become just doors and doors, gates. Nothing is there. The whole sky will be broken. Just gates. Now nobody can go. 
we don't see the sky but time will come to all because that's gates and door quran was samao munfatun bi so this message of the quran has been repeated so many times that people now see the sky people don't know what sky really is people only see things which are connected to the sky you see the sun and moon and the stars but the sky the nearest sky with which actually these things are connected people don't know the scientists have no way to find out actually until now they have been never been successful to find out what sky is really is they think oh, sky basically is anything above us that is sky yeah that's one meaning of sky but the real sky one sky second sky third one fourth one fifth one sixth one seventh one and then above that is throne of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and things more we don't know so all these skies are there but we are unable to discover them actually i you know, we have been so much misunderstanding about our knowledge people say that you know if any needle force anywhere in the world you know there are people who can find out people don't know really there are so many things even actually recently i was in the news there were an island the people did not know and then now they found a discover a new island somewhere so you can see that things are there and people keep discovering and even in our world the gog and magog they are somewhere people don't know nobody knows they are somewhere mighty people huge people big number of people but people exactly don't know who they are and where they are so it's not that we don't know we know everything and even actually what we know how much we know leave the sky people claim that they know everything do we know ourselves how much really we know ourselves how much we really know about our brain how much we know our bodies do we know properly do really we know the earth leave the sky do we know the earth what earth is how much treasures are there what really it means what inside there is and how it has been made how much we know how much we know about animals how much we know about fish how much we know about the ocean how much we know about the sea our knowledge is very very little ma utitu min alilm illa qalila you have not been given from the knowledge except a very little so if it is not that you don't know so things don't exist it is your ignorance if you don't know you are ignorant but you can't claim that things don't exist i don't see god there no god i don't see sky there no sky you prove your stupidity you don't know your ignorance think you know universe of god actually far far more than that people don't know even what we know we don't know we don't know things in the depth so it is not that we don't know the sky even the things that we know we don't know them properly we have not not enough knowledge so one of the things that people don't know is the sky you know the time will come when it will be broken in a pieces and this really is how allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made the world really that he creates things for a purpose that quran says in surah al-kahf that you know we have created all the things in this earth zinat allah the beauty for the earth adornment for the earth the people can see it is trees are there gardens are there flowers are there human beings are there houses are there mountains are there all the things are there adornment and beauty for the earth and then quran says wa inna laja'iluna ma 'alayha sa'idan juruza and time will come we will make all those things on the earth sa'idan just surface plain surface juruza nothing is there just barren no mountains no flowers you know nothing is there just plain it will be finished so allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he creates the system and he breaks the system he does as like all the time he keeps repeating and you can see it the lesson comes can coming every spring you can see the flowers and trees they grow leaves come on the tree when the autumn comes all the leaves they fall down he keeps doing you know when there no water no rain the earth is dry when the rain comes then life comes again you know can you see all the time keeps all the time repeated so you know similarly the whole universe will have an autumn 
to this universe has got the sky, it has got sun and moon, but uh, the sky, this universe also going to have an autumn where everything will be falling apart. And one of the Urdu poets says, Barasos yahi rang gulistane jahan hai, Barasos yahi range gulistane jahan hai, jis gul pe bahar aaj hai, kal us pe khizan hai. For millions and millions of years, this is the same story of the color of this universe. Same story for many, many years. The same color of the garden of the, uh, 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 of the earth. This garden of the earth, of the world, has same story for many, many years. Jis gul pe bahar aaj hai, kal us pe khizan hai. The rose that you see in the garden passing by the spring. The spring is there, nice rose. Same rose, tomorrow is going to face an autumn. Same rose, same garden. Every garden where you see spring today, tomorrow is going to see an autumn there. Same thing repeat again and again. This is sky which you can see really burn, you know, it has got sun and moon and stars, all the shining things. Time will come when the sky itself will be broken, made in pieces, finished, nothing is there. So, إِذَا السَّمَاءٌ فَطَرَتْ وَإِذَا الْكَوَاكِبٌ تَثَرَتْ And when the stars, they are scattered. They are broken. The pieces, they are broken, scattered. They are no more connected with their orbits. All gone, finished. You know, the word here has been used for a star, kawakim, and in the previous surah it was nujum. Uh, you know, there is a little difference. Najm in Arabic language means something which appears. You can see like, you know, like a star is shining, so they can see appear. So their vahur, appearance, you know, shining, that nujum means, nujum means something which appears, which anybody can see. That's why also that, you know, plants which grow from the, from the earth, they also called najm. So najm means anything that appears. While kawakib, kawakab basically means something which is more settled. Anything that is more settled and very shining, you know, it's called kawakab. So basically you can say stars have got two aspects. One aspect of a star is, that they are shining, they give light. Another aspect of the star is they are fixed points. They are fixed somewhere. They are like basically planets with the fixed. The Quran wants to you know, tell us about the both aspects of star. So first one, the, the lights, Quran first says, nujumun When the nujum, they will lose the light. Because nujum means this aspect of the star, because they have light. When the shining stars, they will lose their light. Kaukam means the another aspect of the, of the stars. They are fixed point. Kaukam, like, you know, even the earth is Kaukam. So Quran says, when these fixed points, they will no more fixed. They will scatter. They will broken. They will fix everywhere gone. So it is star, but it is looking from another angle. So when you look at the stars from the angle of light, you know, simple light, of something appearing, you can laugh, you know, it's a najm. That's why it says, hum yahtadun. You know, when people walk in, in the night, traveling in the night, they used to be guided by Najm, by the star, because star gives light, so you know them. But Kaukab is used for more shining star, those who have you know, strong, strong light and very fixed points, people know where they are, so people can look at them in, in, in the sky. The Quran says the time will come when all those stars which have got the fixed points, they are scattered, they are no more there. People know that this star is from this east, in the west, that's how people used to decide the direction, but all those gone. By the kawakibun, tathart, when the stars, they are scattered. Then third one is, why the biharu fujjirat? You know, before has come, why the biharu sujjirat? Now it's coming, why the biharu fujjirat? When the seas and the oceans, they're overflown. 
all the water is just coming basically. There no, because the, you know, the beauty of the world is the balance. There are mountains, there are dry land, and there are seas. And everything has its own proper position. They never, you know, ne never in, uh, move from that. Even in the seas, there are positions. So God has made actually barriers between, between, between the seas. This is actually, you know, so, uh, salty water and this sweet water. So within the seas, if you, you know, if people, you can ask people, there are barriers. Though from outside you can see all the water is mixed, but still between the Quran says, Bainahuma barzakhun la yabghiyan. Between in the sea there is always a barrier and none part of the sea can exceed the other barriers. Time will come when all those barriers in the sea, all the boundaries of the sea and how the balance of the sea is, everything will finish. And then the water will flow and all the mix, the sweet water and the salty water, everything mixed together. The whole system will be broken. When the seas and the oceans, they will overflow and they will break all the boundaries. No limits are there. Just think really. If we see the overflow and the water coming gushing, can we see life on this place of earth? Can we see anything? All things finish. And then, people can think really. Now, no place to go. The skies are broken, they become the pieces, the stars are falling down. The people cannot say we're going to take refuge in the, in the moon. No moon, moon there. Moon has been. You know, broken, no star can take, give refuge. If you want to jump into the sea, no way because the seas are running, the water is flowing, and no land, no part is dry. Then you must be thinking, let's dig some holes inside the earth and go and hide there. Now that time is gone. When you used to dig the hole in the earth, now that things are different. Now the earth is going to put, pull out everything from inside. No more there. And that's why the Quran says, The earth will put take out all its burden. Nothing will remain there. And the Quran said that mafiha The earth will throw whatever inside there is and become empty. The earth will become empty. You can't make now hole to go inside the earth. Now earth basically will make everything to come out. It will omit everything. Nothing will remain there. Things gone. The whole system has finished. So you can see how the universe is. You know, can people imagine it to live, to, to, to bear that, 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 that new world? The skies are broken. The sun is gone. Moons are, moon is no more your refuge. The stars are gone. You can't say that you know, we can go and live in the space. Space is finished. You cannot say that you have got so much power that we can land on, on the moon. No, moon is no more there. The space is gone. You can't jump into the sea because the sea is overflowing. It will make everywhere. You can't go and dig holes and make tunnels inside the ground because earth is no more the same. Now it is actually omitting everything. Everything coming out, no more there, no refuge for anybody. Th things will be completely changed. So the Quran is saying, وَإِذَا الْقُبُورُ بُعْثِرَتْ When the graves will be raised. In all the things that we have inside, they will come out, they will be raised. And you know, as I mentioned, there's you know, more than one uh, uh, you know, uh, surah of the Quran, they have mentioned the same reality, that the earth will be no more the same. Everybody who is hidden there, they come out. When the grace will be raised, the earth will so, you know, make them come out. This really another reality. Quran actually wants to remind you know, Arab people at this moment by mentioning this reality. This how, how mean you are, how low you are, how, how humiliated you are. You are born, you don't have any place. 
even the grace that made for you they cannot protect you and also think really that after all this glory and power and arrogance your place were the graves we hope you enjoyed today's lecture and pray that it will be beneficial to you remember to tune in for the next one for more insightful content in full hd quality on tafsir and other islamic sciences such as hadith fiqh arabic prose grammar and morphology as well as islamic history female scholarship and much much more subscribe to our unique streaming platform on www.deepdeen.tv that's d e e pdeen.tv don't forget to visit www.cambridgeislamiccollege.org and show your support please click on the donate button and give whatever you can our institution is dependent on the generosity of donors like yourself